0: Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. This is your first time listening. Hey, thanks for coming. The 805 Conversations podcast is produced every other week, and show notes are found at 805connect.com. Please subscribe so you don't miss any of our upcoming shows. Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman & Weicker Insurance Services want to thank them both for their support and encouragement. And thanks to our podcasting partner, String Press, for this great studio. And to Patrick, my co host. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Mark. Patrick, I'm still bragging a little bit. As you should. Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because yeah. yeah. we get, um, I, I, let me introduce our guest you should uh, do that. from Tolman and Weicker, Ray Clem. Good morning. Ray, how are you? Ray, um, so uh, Tolman and Weicker has been a sponsor of the show from the very beginning. Uh, it's it's, it's a, a great partnership. Well, since we started the show, it's, it was originally designed for people here in the 805 region. And over time, and now 110 episodes in, we have listeners from 42 countries, but now this week, 43. Because somehow, some way, seven people in Afghanistan, or at least they're geolocated as Afghanistan, so we're guessing they're American military station or contractor station. I mean that, it's Russian
1: hackers who are just bouncing oh their signal God. around the world. I mean that's possible. Oh too. my
0: gosh! Yeah, Russian I, hackers love this show. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I mean, that's a new T-shirt. So what, for us. what
2: you're saying is it's not just the 805. We're international. Yeah.
0: Well, oh, it's very, very, very much uh, fully half of the listeners are Finland, Israel. We're in the top ten business podcasts in Venezuela. I mean, I've got hundreds now of listeners in Venezuela every week. Very big in Venezuela. You know, they listen. Welcome. A big shout out to to all of our friends. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, And so when we talk, though, we're we're talking with people locally and we're thinking regionally, but we know people are listening. And the thing that we all have in common is we, you know, we run a business, we work at a business, we want to start a business or we're, we're looking, it's, it's aspirational or inspirational or something, because the show kind of floats around public sector, private sector, education. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe your voice is just soothing in Venezuela. Maybe oh your, my gosh, that is be, that
0: what it is? <laughs> they, I'm there to put them to sleep? So it's just they're playing it <laughs> for, their, for their children as they go to sleep every night. It's <laughs> possible, start doing story possible. Storytelling. Well, w- what we're gonna talk about, um, which I think is such an important part of business, is insurance
2: everybody's favorite subject right?
0: Well you need to make it their favorite subject I mean that that's your job and we've had we've had a couple of shows so we've talked about risk you know Greg was in talking about you know mitigating risk and I Mm -hmm. think that's something most of the conversations we have it's around the idea like what's the idea what's the innovation Um, and then there's bits of the business process but pretty quickly on, you need to be thinking about risk and insurance. And and then as you start to grow, you get to that first million, then you get to the first 10 million. And I know our listeners going, oh, man, if I could just make that first 100 grand. Right. But, right. It's it's after that. So there's so many aspects of insurance, business insurance. Yes. So I want to use our time together as kind of a masterclass in that because... You can't go to school for this, can you? Hmm.
2: Not exactly. You know, it's interesting um, for me and, and with my clients, if you asked any of my clients, they would say, oh, that's raised jokingly. Reason number 62, people hate insurance, right? Uh, for me, I've not always been in this business professionally. Uh, I came into it, I guess, 14 years ago or so. And prior to that, I was in uh, two other major industries in my personal career. One was the textile business, and the other was the surgical instrument business. Well,
1: those um, seem to those, be, that makes sense. go together yeah, perfectly. Yeah, they really
2: tie together. <laughs> yeah. um, but what was interesting in, uh, especially in the um, textile business, I had the opportunity to to not only manage sales forces, but but manage uh, a couple of businesses and became a a buyer of business insurance in that period of time. So um, you were a customer when, first. I was a customer. So, you know, and let's face it, we all have personal autos. We, you know, or we may own a home sure. or we may sure. have renter's insurance. And, and um, you know, like the rest of most everybody in the world, right, you, you, you don't think about it until you need it. You hate writing the check for it, right? Um, you don't necessarily think about your coverage and... You probably aren't going to, you know, spend hours on end with your farmers or state farm or, you know, agent and and, and talk about your personal lines of coverage. Um, and so what was interesting <laughs> no, is. I no, mean, I mean, I'm just. <laughs> I, honey.
0: You, you put, just brought all that back. <laughs> yeah. Made that very real for right. us.
1: Honey, put the Netflix away. Right. The insurance agent's on the phone. <laughs> we've right. got to spend a couple hours. Yeah, yeah, come we'll on make, over. Make some coffee <laughs> <Yeah>. for <a>, him.
2: <laughs> come on over. Have dinner. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Talking about yeah, insurance. Yeah. You know, and. And people need it personally just as much as people need it from a business aspect. But what was interesting is um, having the experience of being a purchaser of commercial insurance first, I I share with my clients, I think it gives me a unique perspective when I'm talking to them now on the other side of the table about that. Um, And and again, reason 62, or you could Mm -hmm. say reason 85 or whatever you want. But I've developed a, a, a few little... Kind of uh, jokes around um, the fact that people just. (laughs) Let's start with a joke. (laughs) Tip your bartenders and waitresses. I'll be here all night. Um, Well, reason sixty-two. People hate insurance, right? right? You faithfully pay your premium for twenty years. Yep. You think everything's good. You have a loss. The carrier says, "Oh, you're not covered for that." Hmm. Right. Uh, And and. This is uh, – luckily it's not a standard of the industry but these things happen and so people get frustrated. Um, people also get frustrated um, because let's face it. It's one of those few things in life you pretty much have to have in certain situations by law. Right. Um, if you're a business owner by law in every state of our union, you have to have workers' compensation insurance. Um, You don't have to have general liability by law. However, if you don't, no other business is going to do business with you. So the market forces that situation. If we're talking on a personal level, if you're out there driving a car, the state and every union forces you to carry personal auto insurance, for example.
0: There's even – so listener of the show know that we produce a TEDx. We do TEDx Santa Barbara. And you would think, why would TEDx need insurance? And, and as somebody it, falls off a stage, exactly. Yeah. And it was the kind of thing where we had to prove that we, ha- we had to have a million dollars worth of insurance for That's a one
1: not even a lot.
0: Oh, yeah. Right. I used to, yeah. I, was
1: a ch- I was a magician at children's birthday parties, and I was carrying a million dollar insurance right around me. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: so we had to get, uh, and it was great. And full disclosure, you guys are our insurance, you know, for all our various businesses. Yeah. Is that a
1: disclosure or an endorsement? <laughs> It's one Hopefully of those. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's
0: you no. Know, I. I well. I loved it because we just uh, a phone call and we had the PDF that we could send to the people w- within 20 minutes. It was you know yeah. it was like here they're all covered. It's all done, done, and done. And then our listener also knows my wife Kimberly uh, runs Strategic Samurai, and part of that is a board breaking business. So we do oh, martial man. arts. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um our client wants to know that we're covered for that so
1: what a weird what a weird what a, okay i want to hear as as the insurance what's the weird thing that somebody's called up to say kind of like that old that old story about like oh i've insured my legs or i've insured my voice or i've insured like what's the weird thing that you've you've been called to insure mm. object or our metaphysical concept or <laughs> you know like-
2: so because there are so many different specialty areas mm-hmm. We don't really do as an agency. um, uh, What I want to say, insurance, say for the for the movie business as Mm -hmm. an example. Where, but however, you can go to Lloyd's of London. You've heard the stories of a rock star insuring their fingers because they play the guitar. We had we we had a
1: voice actor on here just last month. Yeah, absolutely. His voice was insured.
2: Absolutely. You know, or leg or hand models and so forth that ensure their legs. And they'll go to Lloyd's of London and get that done because that's their livelihood.
1: Yeah, but there has to have Um, been something that came across your desk where you mm -hmm. thought, yeah.
2: Well, you know. I'd like to say it's pretty vanilla. I, one of one of my great clients is a crane operator, and I get a call every now and then because they want to put a crane on a barge and take it across the ocean oh, to sure. Catalina yeah. and do something like that. Yeah. And, and we sit there and talk about that. And, um, okay, what, what
1: is the risk of losing a crane in the ocean? Well,
2: you know, it depends on the tide that day. Sure. You can't necessarily predict it. So that barge goes upside down and everything goes to the yeah. bottom of the ocean. Yeah. That's not a good day. Yeah. For the client, for us, right. for yeah, the insurance carrier, everybody's <laughs> having a bad day on a day well,
1: like you're, that. you, That's another thing is, is you deal with a lot of people on you have to project and predict for people their worst day ever. Like you spend a lot of time kind of negotiating their worst day ever.
2: So, you uh, know, great, great question. Uh, and that leads me to reason number 85. 85, people my favorite question. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> reason 85 is, uh, aside from what, what was the for previous one, 62? You write a check for right. 20 years, you right. have the loss. but. Reason 85, you write the check, and you don't have losses. Mm -hmm. You never, quote unquote, use your insurance. And so again, it's a frustration for people personally or business-wise because they write these endless checks for something that they never use. And the truth is, frankly, it's better if you never do use it sure, because...
1: Sure, It's a firefighter that you don't ever want to call. It's,
2: yeah. it, it really is. You know, I mean, it's, it's there. It's a necessary evil. You want to do, in, in my humble opinion, you want to do business with people that are dialed in and know what they're doing because when we do get the call on that really bad day of somebody's life, it, it really isn't pretty for anybody. And um, the unexpected happens. And that's, you know, the whole reason... That insurance you exist, came right? into existence in the world anyway. And on those days, you want people you can depend on. You want policies that are going to respond, hopefully, the way that you think they are. Um, and to that end, you know, I believe education is power. Yeah. One of the things that I spend a lot of time with my clients, one of the things I say to my clients is, I want to be your broker today um, during a loss and and especially after a loss. Um Things never go the way that you think. Um, nobody sits around. Well, we do, unfortunately. That's part <laughs> of our job and, you know, with a glass of Merlot and read these documents all night long. And uh, I actually prescribe that. If you guys have trouble sleeping, I'll send you some general liability <laughs> policy. <polyvents laughs> that sounds and, great. Yeah. And, man, forget counting sheep. Five minutes, you'll be out. Is
1: that is that how they got you to take the job? They're just like, <laughs> they're, where do you get what you – this is what we do. We read general liability policies. Yeah,
2: yeah. Not not my favorite thing, but it's certainly a necessary evil. And and you know, the truth is these are what most people don't understand is an insurance policy, when you write your premium check, whether it's your personal auto or it's business, that is actually a a living, breathing, contractual agreement between the buyer and the insurance company, because if you look at the few, first few words of a lot of policies, it's we will pay for X. And then you go down through and then you get to the exclusions. Here's all the stuff we won't pay for. Mm-hmm. And you know that's where it gets confusing. And um, some, lo- some types of losses are more cut and dried, but there are others that there are so many intricacies to. Um, you couldn't possibly predict Everything, and sure. not, and and that only not uh, not only happens as a result of the way the contractual document was drawn up. Let's say that a lawsuit comes in. Sometimes that document can react or not react based on the other party suing you, mm. and the way the lawsuit is brought into a court or a jurisdiction, and the wording of the lawsuit can trigger or not trigger coverage. I mean, you, you get into. You know, without getting into the weeds, it, it can get really crazy. So some of the things that we we see, it's interesting. I've probably become more conservative now that I've been in this business for a number of years. your job, to be conservative? It is. And I've probably become even more conservative uh, having been around this business because we truly do see the stuff that's stranger than fiction. You know, mm-hmm. you, you hear that thrown around a lot, the truth is stranger than fiction. When you see losses, you see the way things happen, you see the way things are reported, and you go, there's no way. Right, right. And we we see some of those things. Are you
1: are – you, now, because you're not necessarily the person who's, who's investigating – you're not doing insurance investigation. But, like, are you reading these things sometimes and just going, like, this is a mystery novel that you're just kind of like, there's something been left out here that I'm not here. There's got to be – uh, there, a plane had to run into this house, or there has to, there or, or a business, you know, there had to have, a, there has to be those little moments where you're like, what if if they just mentioned this word, that would make sense, but it's not in there. Well,
2: to your point, it, yes, I mean, I, I do this, and and we, Tom and Weicker, our, our our approach with our clients too is all inclusive, which is. You know, we're not here just to sell you a policy and show up once a year and, and, you know, kind of slow down to five miles an hour while I'm on my cell phone and say, I threw it on your front lawn, check (laughs) it out. (laughs) That (laughs) doesn't work anymore? Yeah, that doesn't really really work so well. Um, When claims happen, we get involved because the intricacies of how those claims happen, how we engage with our clients, how we help our clients engage with the carriers, Mm -hmm. how the policy language is responding all of those things now go into this this bucket and like i said something you know car a runs into car b the chp shows up they write a report it's pretty evident whose fault it was those kinds of things are fairly cut and dried Um, but you know you get into situations where for example construction defect you build a building Mm -hmm. and eight years later there's water leakage Mm. and you've got you know 30 different subcontractors who's, who's around yeah, who's yeah. The one. who did mm. what yeah. when d- when did this really start was it a result of the design was it a result oh. of poor construction eight years ago was it a result of something else that yeah. happened in the last year that was out of every you know who knows right and so and it, it's after the
1: fact and, and it's, it's after the fact and, and, and yes and and you can't take the building apart to check and you can't you know and you can't watch there's no surveillance video that shows somebody <laughs> failing to put two bolts in and right. yeah. so to
2: your example yeah you can and sometimes it's necessary they will actually partially deconstruct buildings oh, sometimes to try to get to the bottom of it. To i mean that's it out. you yeah. want to talk about claims getting crazy and expensive uh, yeah
0: we had well, my background was with animation Visualization mm-hmm. and one of our very first clients was um, a forensic law firm that did recreations of building oh. failures. Oh, so wow! The big one this is we're going way back, but it was a, a Marriott that had two towers and a, a A walkway in between them. Yes exactly. And the Skybridge fell. Ooh. And terrifying. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And to be able to show it was uh, a company called Failure Analysis. That's Mm -hmm. and I they're probably still around. Um but what they did was they they used us to visualize where the the failure was, analyze that and it was the metal and Mm -hmm. do all of that kind of stuff. So that's that's at the far end of those things, right? Well,
2: you would think so, but as I mentioned a little while ago, uh, one of my great clients is a crane client, and um, in the program we have them set up with for their general liability, we have all kinds of specialists lined up, and one of the specialists that we have lined up are wind engineers. Mm-hmm. I believe they're out of Texas. And, uh, for if a crane goes over. If a crane goes over, if something happens, they can take all the weather data that day, they can take all the information, wow. and they can go in and, with animation, they will recreate the event exactly. and look at where the failure right. was because if a crane goes over, for example, um, bells and whistles are going off. Mm-hmm. It, there's a lockout. There's all kinds of data, you know, that that exists, kind of like a black box, on the, you know. So sure. they can see what the sure. load was. All that they can take all that information. They can then pull from the National Weather Service all the, way, and so they can recreate what happened uh, and do it in such a way that they can animate it hmm. and. That we they use that in the court sometimes you to prove or very, disprove very that so. this was not this was not you know failure of the operator uh, or failure of the crane. This was due to some other outside force. It's it's pretty interesting stuff, and uh, you know that's I mean that's the interesting part of our business that a lot of people don't see. Um, unfortunately, it's usually involved um, surrounding you know unfortunate events. And uh, you know that's that's the rough part of our business, which is, you know, you, you, you write your checks for this stuff. Um, if you're a buyer, you're frustrated when you don't use it, but when you do have to use it, the important thing is thankfully you have you, it. it. Yeah, thankfully you have it, and hopefully it responds the way that everybody perceives it's going to respond. What's
1: the what's the best part of your business? What do you what what makes you excited every day to go to work and and, and participate in uh, you know? Uh, in this 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 side of the world
2: you know that's a thank you for asking that's a great question I, I, for me it's a, it's a few things i you know i'm a i'm a small town boy grew up in a really small town Which rural farming community raymond illinois oh wow population 950 there nice. you go and you know all of them <laughs> yeah. yes, yes by the yeah, way. Right. yeah. when yeah. you live in a, a town of 950 yeah. you know all of them yeah. one way yeah. or another yeah and um, in fact, sometimes, you know, when I'm driving back through downtown LA at, at night after seeing a client in Orange County, I just kind of laugh at myself. It's like, here's the small town boy yeah, driving yeah, through the big right, city, right. you know. But um, I'm very, I've always been into, and I'm very into personal relationships, and, and I like long term relationships. So uh, I work very hard. I, I like to deal with people that want to deal with me, um, that appreciate the expertise that we, we bring collectively. And um, it is absolutely a joy um, for me to do business with the clients that I do business with because they are great, honest, hardworking people, like the rest of us. Just you know, trying to make it in the world, provide for their families. And um, my joy is the piece that I, I consider myself and all of that as, a, as one of their team players. Is I'm helping protect that asset.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: You know, a a generation that's third that's a third generation business, for example, being handed down now. That's going to provide for the third and fourth generation of right. a family, for example, or somebody that's had this baby and this idea that's grown it and has grown it from the. Can we just get to a hundred grand? Now we're at a right. million. Now we're at right. ten million. Right. Now we have twenty-five stores and we're at hundred right. million. Wow, um, it, it's fun. That's that's the fun part. It's exciting and. Um, it's it's such a joy to work with different types of businesses and different types of business owners there's so much learning that takes place for me
1: to suddenly know about a crane operator yeah Right. Wait, what, did or an ice cream, you know, an, ice cream, right. you know, an sure. ice cream manufacturer. Sure. Oh, sure. Are you with McConnell's? Do you? I mean, maybe you can't disclose that. I, right I there, prob-
2: but, probably shouldn't talk about it. But yeah. no, but I have an ice cream manufacturer that I've done business with for a number of years, and I'm, you know, just learning about the
1: process. What happens if the cows don't give milk? What yeah. What are we going to do then? Yeah, I mean, well, it's, just, it's just interesting. Being, <laughs> a, really being a
0: chef, I I go towards. Um, what if someone gets sick eating your food? Ugh. That's the worst one, right? Someone gets sick eating your food, cause, and that's out of my control. I mean, mm-hmm. as much control as I do on making sure I've got a, everything's clean, but if something came in, it's it's tough. Yeah, that's a tough one. Well,
2: now you add uh, with anaphylactic shock and so forth, nut allergies and everything else, mm-hmm. and if yeah. you do processing in your plants in an area where you have nut allergy, you know, or where you use nuts in mm-hmm. another area where you don't, or you use the same machines and you clean. But, the, I'm, you know, these are all opportunities. You're talking about risk management earlier. This is the kinds of things we work with our clients on to say, let's try to find a way to mitigate that as much as possible.
0: So if I'm going to go very specific. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> if I have a, pro- I've made a product mm-hmm. and I put a disclaimer on the label This was made in a plant that also does nut stuff. We all, we've all seen that. Now someone gets sick and goes, hold it. I had peanut stuff. I didn't, they never read that. Well, where's the insurance on that? Hmm. Well, so I've insured against someone, you know, and, and my, my, my trustee, you know, Ray said, better make sure that labels that's on there. So. Using that example and taking yes. it one
2: further? Yeah. If you have ever read through, say, you buy a new Honda Push lawnmower. Okay. Okay. And you ever look through the list of don'ts and one of the things says, do not use this as a hedge trimmer. Yeah. Where yeah. do you think that came from? Someone hedge to I guarantee trim- you. Right. Somebody started the lawnmower one day. Held it up in the air. Picked, picked it, it up. up. Yeah. Unfortunately, Cut off all their digits, I'm sure, in the yep. process. Sure. Oh, right? It. Yeah, oh, that would right. make sense if right, you right, tried right, to right, hold right, it right. down below. Yeah. Sued the company. And won. And the general liability carrier paid it, I would imagine. Yeah. Right? So guess what happens at renewal next year with Honda? Their GL carrier and every other GL carrier seeing that General liability billion, GL. Yeah, yeah sorry. Sorry, that's yeah, all right. Uh, uh, seeing that claim now comes back and says, we're going to cover you for everything but this. We're going to exclude this piece for coverage now.
1: And we're going to tell you. And and we're we're telling you. you, And
2: nobody else is going to cover it either that might be bidding on your renewal because they've seen that same claim Mm. um, that you had, and it was a multi million dollar claim. And so then the lawyers get a hold of it too and say, we you know we're going to put big red we're labels we're going to put big red labels on this so there's a there's a a either a darwin award or a future darwin award <laughs> recipient <laughs> out there somewhere that did something when you see those things and you say when i said we see this stuff that's that's stranger than yeah, fiction yeah. those are the kinds of things and some of them thank god are not horrific like sure, that sure, right. but those are the kinds of things that happen that you just couldn't possibly why would anybody ever
1: pick this thing up for headstream? You know treatment. why? Well, and 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 to that point I think there's got to be a bunch that come across your desk that you look at and think um because you can't just exclude everything. No. Like, like this guy, you know, pulled it and threw it Cause there's 336 million people in this country, over 7 billion people on the planet. Right. That's a whole lot of innovative uh, mistakes that could come up. You know, I mean, yes. that's a lot of people coming up with different ways to screw up using a lawnmower. Yeah. And so, I mean, you can't just put the disclaimer, be like not to be used as a lawnmower, you know, like there's gotta be, you guys have to, of course, be able to, to balance between that. Like, is this, is this something that we're going to likely have to pay again? Or was this an isolated, uh, right incident.
2: You know, and sometimes for example the way it can work is so, you know, you've not only got the insurance carriers involved but you've got the stream of lawyers sure. involved and I'm sure, you know, using Honda as the example here yeah. and pick any of them but right. you know, the lawyers got a hold of that and said, "All right, we better put this and this and this to protect ourselves." So to your point, you know, you can put on there, "Hey, this could be processed uh um, you know, we process in the same plant where we also process nuts, so so be warned, um, but that doesn't reduce your liability. Anybody can sue anybody for, for anything, anything at any time. Yeah. That's what I say to all well, my there's clients: a, There's a
1: four-year-old who shares it with his four-year-old friend. Neither of them can can read. Right. So right. what does your label do for you? You know. Right.
0: So the extreme of this for uh, just a consumer who could pay who this will make sense to. Are you trying the, to come up
1: with a concept that a, one of our well, listeners could use
0: to scam a? No, no. The, <laughs> no, no, I don't want to do that. Step one, pick no, up your lawnmower. <laughs> the medical disclaimers that there's two pages of disclaimer oh, yeah. for every page of ads, yeah. and 45 seconds of the minute ad is disclaimer. That's right. It's headache medicine that um, one of the disclaimers is it may cause headaches. Yes. Um, <laughs>
1: No seriously. No, I know. I know. I'm, we know.
0: We laugh, yeah, right? But right, that's. Yeah. But that, uh, to your point, then, is that either through the trial or through some uh, instance, a legal instance, they were sued, or there was a problem, and they're getting out in front of that problem by doing a disclaimer. That's exactly right. Or, or
2: they're reacting to something that has happened. You know, a lot of times it's either getting out in front of. That's one piece. Um, it's the ounce of prevention, and sometimes it's the pound of cure. It has happened. And so we've got this whole list of preventative, and we have this whole list of things that have happened, and well, we're going to try to remove ourselves or forewarn people as much as we can. Because
1: aren't you mitigating? You're also you're also not against paying out for situations that are, have legitimately fallen within the parameters of what you said. You, you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. We said we're going to cover your house if it catches we on do. fire, and yes. we do pay that, right? right. Like, that's you're not going to just say, well, this year we're not covering house fires, right?
0: Because there were five last year, so right. That's, you know, you don't stay in business for well, over a hundred years if you're that kind of insurance, company.
2: right? Well, and and here's the other thing, and the reason I talk about, you know, people love to hate insurance. It's not everybody's favorite topic. It's not everybody's favorite. Thing to write a check for when you need it, you need it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's generally speaking, it's not one of those. Hey, we can watch the you know we can watch the Cubs and Dodgers game, or we could sit and talk for two hours about insurance. What are you going to do? Yeah. You're probably not going to opt for for B. <laughs> You're probably going to watch the the well, Dodgers listen and the to Cubs the show
0: while they're watching. <laughs> yeah.
2: The, well, but, but that you know, and some of the devils are in the details, which are. Um, and that's why I say education is power. You know, what I do specifically is, is commercial business insurance. And I work to educate my clients as much as possible because part of that is managing expectations, which is some people have the belief that this piece of paper, this insurance policy covers everything and mm-hmm. every event. And if anything bad happens, they're writing the check. And that's not the case either. And so good education… Is, is, to me, part and parcel with, let's understand what this does, what it does not do. Mm-hmm. Um, there may be uh, another type of policy or something else or an endorsement that can do this, or- It's an endorsement? Um, in addition to a policy oh, that, it. that uh, to be technical, either yes. adds or takes away coverage. An endorsement doesn't mean we're giving you necessarily something extra. It got could it. mean we're yanking something away. Got it. Um, just to be an insurance geek for a second.
1: It's all right. But <laughs> <laughs> that
0: sounds like a fun yeah. meeting.
2: <laughs> but um, you know, the bottom line is, and and I really feel because let's face it. Again, before I was in this business, I owned a home. I had automobiles. I but I never read through these coverages, and I had. I had my own un- unfortunate event one time. Mm. I was moving and um, big screen TV on the rollers. Mm. The, the movers opened the door and I watched it in slow motion roll. It's oh. the truck, always in slow onto motion. Onto the curb. Oh. Yeah. Break into a million pieces, yeah. right? Yeah. What did I do? I called my insurance agent and yeah. said, is this covered? And he said, no, that's what? not covered. And here's why it's not covered. And so – and. I understood when he explained it to me. I mean, it, it certainly made sense.
0: No, I, It didn't no. help
2: me on that very no. day, and it was a frustrating day for me, as you can well imagine. Um, and that's when I realized, especially to anybody who's listening, that um, just from the personal side, you know, there are so many folks that don't own businesses and don't have to deal with commercial stuff every day. You know, I, the ones that do probably have at least some level of greater knowledge about what insurance does or does not do for you, and how it helps, and you need it for your business, and so forth. For the average consumer out there that just owns a personal auto and is buying an auto, you know, they probably never read it. They probably really never spend time talking to their broker because they're not interested and they don't want to. But if something bad happens, they think it covers everything, and it doesn't, and that's one of those gap areas without education where people become frustrated because they think once they plunk their money down, this piece of paper is going to take care of everything in the universe for them. and. It's not realistic. So let's go back
0: to your moving for a second. Yeah. Is, could you, I don't even know if this is possible. So could you have thought ahead back to prevention Mm -hmm. and said, well, I know we're moving in two weeks and I'm going to call my insurance agent to make sure. Now, I don't think anybody in history has ever done this, (laughs) but, uh, but could you have called and said, we're going to move. And if there is an accident, TV falls off the truck or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, am I covered? And at that point, I find out, no, you're not covered. Can I buy an, I learned this word, endorsement to say that if that happened? So d- do people work that way? So there's an. Ex- we think there might be an extenuating circumstance.
2: Yeah, you, you'd love it. If if that were the real world, unfortunately it's not. But yes, all those things could have happened. If I would have been thinking in advance, I could have made a quick phone call to my buddy and said, "Hey, you know we're moving. What should I know? Tell me. Right. Even just ask the simple question. Even if it's education. And and he certainly would have educated me. Right. Um, I didn't do that. So. You know, Isn't it I suffered. I suffered as a result.
1: Um, and and just because we're all sitting around talking into microphones, um, it's it's a, it's a great opportunity to just start going. What if uh, the mover themselves, the person who is who is physically responsible for damaging your property, um, I'm sure they at some point had had waived their responsibility for that.
2: Yeah, and oh. so even more to this, because they're a commercial, they're, they're a
0: business insurance, right?
2: Well. But interestingly too if you if you look and i don't know how good of a job they did at the beginning of the move offering me coverage sure but the way they limit themselves is x per pound maybe 25 cents per 1000 right. pounds right. right so good luck right yeah. but a lot of you know and, and we used a professional moving company um, but you know you're moving coast to coast and so forth. The guys with corporate moves, you know, they take care of all that, and and you can purchase insurance a lot of times through the moving companies. But this particular local mover wasn't really well explained, mm-hmm. and they just said sign here and here, and of course I did, and sure. I you sure. know their liability was limited to 25 cents per God knows. Thousand, ten thousand, 10,000 pounds, whatever it was. Is that, like, your, is that
1: your advice, is, is is when somebody says, here's a line, please sign on it, to, to spend some time, don't be in a hurry? Is yeah, that,
2: well, I mean, especially from the business side, I mean, yeah. I you know, we how many things do we do in this life where people say, sign here, here,
0: and here, and, and we just do? Well, we um, accept liability on apps. Every yeah, time you go to yeah. the app store, you accepting 87 pages of terms and conditions. That's right, and, and you're not going to, and
2: the truth is? You're not going to read through it all. I don't read through it all. I want the app. I hit accept and I move on down the road and you know, use use of software is the same way, you know. With with any you know with an Apple product or if you're downloading the latest version of Microsoft something you know you go is down you before you can use that you have yep. to hit the accept button. Yep.
1: But isn't that risk analysis like in our in our modern day? Aren't we taking the moment to, to do a risk on like how is this app gonna jack me up? What's the worst case scenario? They're gonna take my house.
0: If I'm gonna it, go to the wrong restaurant.
1: I'm gonna go to the wrong restaurant. Is <laughs> <laughs> my risk right?
0: The map was wrong. Yeah, right? that's the
1: analysis. You're not you're not gonna turn back around. And, and mostly those, those 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 documents. And I had to explain this the other day to a, to a friend of mine. In their, in their seventh generation – or seventh decade, um, they're, they're not looking to jack you up. They're looking to indemn themselves, indemnify themselves? Is that the, Yes. Against against you. So they're just trying to protect themselves from you. They're not looking to reach into your computer and take all of the pictures of that, your grandchildren. That's,
2: that's exactly right. You and, and, you know, interestingly, um, to I don't know necessarily to switch gears, but, you know, we've spent quite a bit of time talking about kind of some of the bad stuff sure. right, that can happen. Thank God – um, you know the general and I was not a math major in college full disclosure but you know the math principle of insurance altogether is called the law of large numbers which basically says and and, and frankly that's why you can buy an auto insurance policy to protect a fifty thousand dollar automobile for not fifty thousand dollars fifteen hundred bucks sure. a year or whatever which is the law of large numbers says if we collect a million dollars in premium we know we're going to have X number of losses. Mm-hmm. We don't know where they're going to come from. We don't know if client 1267 or 1849 is going to have that loss. Mm-hmm. But we can predict, as the numbers get larger, how many we're going to have and what the degree of those losses are. We're going to have a couple people are going to total their There's car. There's a ton of models we're on going to, you know, Yeah. And, and so the reason I'm saying, you know, kind of switching gears for a second – Thank God for that principle because, first of all, it makes insurance make sense from the check that you have right. to write it it versus what you're having to pay. Right. But the second thing is, um, and more importantly, and you know, kind of going back to originally where I say people, you know, write checks and 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 never use coverage or have gone for 20 years, and they have Not zero kind or of little right. losses yeah. for many, many years, and then something comes out of the woodwork, which is just life, right? Um, thank God for that. And that's an area that and that's really an area where I spend more of my time is on with clients on the financing side, in terms of saying to you, how do we look at your model differently? And have you not write those endless checks to you can name any large insurance carrier how do you how do you stop writing those huge checks of million a year, million dollars a year or two million dollars a year or five hundred thousand dollars a year and you hardly ever have a claim how can we help you recoup some of that mm-hmm. and so that that also when you talked about things that Get me excited and, and get me going in Being the morning. Being able to
1: help a company yeah. offload yeah. some of that. Yes. Well, that's.
2: that's that, I mean, that's the most exciting thing as an insurance guy. I can do is walk into. Some hey, of this I just
1: found and, uh, saving you five hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. How, how you know, do you
2: feel about that? How How do you feel about me now? Let me, let me <laughs> buy a. Maybe better did. Yeah. Maybe better than you did twenty minutes ago.
0: <laughs> so when we look at the ecosystem around the business and the and a lot of what. Uh, 89% of the businesses in the region are less than 4 people. That's a lot of small businesses. And yeah. you work with larger businesses. Yeah. But as again we talk about the 100,000 million, 10 million as as we're growing, I don't think that people their first thought is that that insurance, my insurance rep is actually a part of that ecosystem there to help me. And I have to say in the last year of doing this show, I've learned that they're not some, adversaries. No, they're yeah. they're like there to help you and I I get that vibe from you just reiterated that again it's like call me let let me talk about this thing or we're going to expand or we're going to do this and it's just like you're I get this sense from from you guys specifically that uh you're you're a part of you're an unpaid consultant uh for the business to Mm -hmm. say help me on risk help me on this I like the wellness part right you're helping on all those things because for you, your law of large numbers is I'm going to help you save money, but I'm going to do two things that no one ever wants to do. One is focus on prevention. They never want to talk about prevention. Right. we think about healthcare. we don't do anything on, we don't spend any money on that. And we don't want to spend any money on education. Yeah. We, We don't, those are the two things. Yet what I'm hearing loud and clear from you is not only is it insurance I don't want to talk about, but, and is prevention I don't want to talk about. And it's, but the net net is, if you do, we can get that bill down because we more finely and finely tuned it to meet your exact needs for you, which is different than the other guy. Did Not I only, get all that right? I, th- I think that's.
2: Uh, I think it's a, a great summary. I think in addition to that, it's it's also the education of as we talked about what what. X policy will do for you or not do for you. So right. there's not unrealistic expectations. Right. right. Understand the risk that you are you are taking on. Um, all of those things, and um, I think it's just such an important component of uh, of what I do. I, I I guarantee you what we believe in at, at Tolman Weicker, especially as well. But our approach, and we we seek to work with people that that are interested in those things because at the end of the day it is about not only first and foremost protecting since we're talking about business coverage you know protecting your business that you get up and work really hard at um, you know, I mentioned growing up in a small town. My my grandmother owned one of the two grocery stores in oh,
1: town, yeah, yeah. right? We had Tony and Jim's yeah. in, in ours. There was <laughs> Tony's know? or there was Jim's. You, oh. One or the other. And <laughs> I
2: and I worked in that store with her. I, I lived next door to the oh, store, yeah. and so yeah. I would migrate over there, you know, at a young age and be in the store with her. And I watched her through the years work seven days a week, Um you know monday through friday she closed the store at 9 there was more than one night she would close the store at 9 and we'd walk across the street to the cafe and have dinner you Aww. know dinner at 9:30 very hard working yeah. and um, let's face it people people in the good old usa work really hard yep. and they're trying to build something and they're trying to take care of their families and i take that very seriously i want them to understand I I want to help them financially, first and foremost, certainly, with some of the things we're talking about. Don't you just want to
1: take money from them?
2: Yeah, right. You want to help them financially? It's a Uh, beautiful thing for for
1: your insurance agent to tell you. No, I mean, it's really, I am here to help you financially. Yeah. I'm from the government. I'm here to help, right? Yeah, yeah. No, but,
2: you know, and I want earnestly, and the first piece of that is, let's protect this beautiful asset that you work your behind off 24-7, and you're there. You know, until 9 o'clock at night or you're up at midnight or you're worried. You know, they get calls from customers in the middle of the night too, just like we do. I mean, Mm -hmm. things happen in this world. And um, I want to help protect that and protect it properly. I also want them to be aware. I tell a lot of people, um, treat me like your doctor. And there's the little joke behind that is if if you ever talk to a physician or a nurse, one of the things they teach in medical school, the, the first rule of intake is people lie. Yeah. Mostly because I can't help you. they're yeah. embarrassed to, yeah. to talk about mm-hmm. something that's so personal. Mm. So, as you get to know your physician over the years, little things start popping out, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. Um, th- the same is true, frankly, in insurance. I-, I tell people treat me like your doctor. The more that you tell me about your business, the more you tell me about this little thing that you may not want to talk about, you know, that could be the one thing I learned yep. five years later. Yep. And I say, yep.
1: if you told me, yeah.
2: yeah. By the way, we have an exposure here. Yeah. Thank you for talking yeah. to me about it. And by the way, I can help you mitigate that exposure. may have zero to do with insurance or a cost involved in terms of writing a check. It may just be we have some risk management tools that can yeah. help yeah. you with that yeah. and, and mitigate that tremendously. Wait, and you my- find out five years later or you find out the hard way yeah, right. when the phone call comes in and you say, we've been doing business for three years. You never talked to me about this. And, you know. Hey, <laughs> I, I'd like to be clairvoyant, but I'm not. Yeah. I don't have any winning Hence lottery numbers for you. Yeah,
0: sorry. You know, I just thought of something. We, we were talking earlier about obscure things that people protect. Mm-hmm. I'm in the intellectual property business, mm-hmm. right? And so my my product is an idea. Mm-hmm. Can I ensure that?
2: Possibly. And the reason I say possibly, it it really would come down to W- what the nature of it was and are there legal means to protect that idea? I and mean, is, that what the patent, is that
0: what a patent? Well, yeah. so I'm, I'm just curious. So curious is there a crossover? Speaking as, your,
1: speaking as your IP legal counsel here. Thank you, um, doctor. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh. yeah, there, there's no, um, there's no way to copyright an idea. There's no way, which, which historically has been a huge struggle. There's no yep, way yep. Uh, you can patent a device, or a method process, yeah. process. but uh, but just an idea or a concept. Uh, those things just exist in the world, and that's that's what the uh, non-disclosure agreement uh, is. The
0: primary. And so the reason I ask that it. is the person who's listening right now, they're thinking: at, at what point do I need to employ? What, what point do I call Ray and say, "Hey,
1: right? I, is it just assets? Is it once I have assets to protect, or is there? No,
2: I mean one of the things that we talk about. This is really from a risk management standpoint. Is anticipating you know we're not only looking at where we are today we're anticipating what's happening five years from now right what emerging right. risks are for for example and I apologize to everybody listening to get into the weeds a little bit on insurance coverage but EPLI which is employment practice liability insurance which are hiring practices everybody thinks of sexual harassment as the first one but mm. it, it can be I I interviewed with you and you and I have brown eyes and you didn't hire me because you only hire people with blue eyes. You don't even have to be an employee to sue a company for employment practice liability. That coverage never used to exist. Hmm. There were no exclusions years ago in general liability policies. And again, along the way, hmm. something yep, happened, yep, yep, a claim yep, was covered. Yep. The carrier started saying, well, that's not the intention of this policy. We're not going to cover that in a general liability. And, and out so, of that new point product of practice, liability was born. And it was kind of slow to get traction. Oh, and this is an instrument claims, we could use right. to sell, yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, it was filling a need, basically mm-hmm, filling a gap. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how that product in, – in the world that we live in today, cyber liability
1: oh, sure. or oh, data yeah. liability. Yeah. That's oh. one of
2: those that – I mean – you know, That's you new you, for can, you guys you isn't know it? well, Sorry. it's it's a newer coverage in the world of commercial insurance, but the problem and and let's face it, you, I mean we could talk about the target situation. Yahoo, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, that we, was the one we can yeah, talk about. Yahoo, right. Yahoo we just can,
1: lost the sale. Yeah, <sharp> right.
2: How, how many? There are so many things that happen every day. The Pentagon gets bombarded yeah, every day, yeah. but look, I, and including my clients, I still have clients. You know, a lot there are a lot of clients, a lot of people in the world just saying. Yeah, but we, we've got we've got a great system. It's like mm, okay, yeah. if, no, you right. have, if
1: you have a sales force at all, you are liable for a cyber hack, and yeah, what? Yeah, having that
2: insured. And, and for me, I really call it um, in the world commercial insurance is referred to as cyber liability. I mm. really personally refer to it as data liability. Sure. If you mm-hmm. think about all the data that, for anybody listening, think about all the data that's housed. Within your systems, yep. okay. And by the way, doesn't necessarily mean just computer, mm. paper data. Mm. Um, so you have paper files on clients that have information, and you start looking at what state by state what the standards are that that says this Much is data. Much less
0: doing business in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, oh, I'm serious.
1: You said that just like a James Bond villain. Oh, <laughs> that was perfect. Well,
0: we, Much less doing business. Well, we, we had a uh, you know one of the world's largest advertising agencies, and we built a data collection system for them. And a big part of the negotiation was the risk How on data him? loss. And it's like, hold it. We're a small little company in Santa Barbara. Yeah. You're this huge business on Madison Avenue. Did you, uh, Guess what? You're going to take that yeah. risk, and you have lawyers, <laughs> and we'll be compliant with you. You just tell us what we had to do. And as it turned out— we know we do software as a service and you know we have it on amazon servers and blah 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 and in this case to be compliant is no we're going to install it on your servers and all of your data protection and all Mm. that stuff but when i hadn't really been exposed to the laws and the laws in germany and france or probably the, the biggest in sweden are are very onerous as it comes to that and if you i'm thinking of our listener right now they're Listening from around the world, but more and more we do business around the world. So you're going to have a client that is somewhere not in the United States. So being hip to all of that is back to education. Yeah. Not by the way, not only the other countries in the world, but even
2: it's really crazy when you dig into it in the United States of America. There are federal. You know, Mm -hmm. we're always slow to catch up with law, right? But there are um, federal fines and laws on compliance, Mm -hmm. and then. Each of the 50 states has its own state law. Mm. It's a quagmire because, for example, let's just take credit card fraud for a second. Um, The laws are such that there are federal laws and it says not where the transaction happened but where you reside. So if I'm visiting California from the state of Wyoming and I use my credit card and it's hacked, and we trace it back to gas whoever wasn't protecting yeah. it, right? Okay. Now the clock starts ticking. So I could find out sixty days later. The clock starts ticking, depending on the state law and the federal law that is over the top of that as well. And it's in the state that I reside in, which is Wyoming, that that dictates what happens, not the state of California where the transaction took place. You know, I, and I for all my clients that that have anything that have to do with credit card transactions like guys and gals, you have a lot of liability out there. And um, and well, by the way, read through all of your contracts because the credit card processing companies and all the credit card issuing companies like to limit their liability in those areas to a small dollar amount. Because if the breach happened because you're not protecting the transaction point where the data took, you know, where the, the data right. exchange took place, you're going to be on the hook
0: well, you know,
1: There I'm, is somebody in your office right now listening to this podcast, and they are so excited you just brought that up. <laughs> there well, is I, an insurance g- geek g- in your office. It's uh, like, yeah,
0: I'll tell them, Ray. Right. Uh, again, you know, being being a small business person myself and doing like simple things like events and you look at how much in the ecosystem to support small businesses is there, uh, 17 Hats. Not a sponsor, but that's a great you know, an app that'll help a small person who's wear 17 hats. Sure. And one of them is payment. And, you know, how you, you want to make payment easy, right? You get a little square reader. You do all of that stuff. I'll tell you right now, we've not read any of that sure. material. Sure. But that is, and I'm again, I'm talking to you, listener, <laughs> uh, that, you know, kind of go look at how you run your business and think about, or are, are you covered if something happens in those areas? Because I'm thinking, dude, I'm a mobile app developer. Oh, does someone pay you? Oh, did you take their credit card information? Oh, did they Does all of that. You made a good point earlier where you were talking about, you know,
2: a lot, maybe a lot of business owners listening today might have a few employees, be a smaller business, trying to get to that first hundred grand right. in revenue right. for their business, right? And, and a while ago, I was mentioning clients that write a check for a million or two million in insurance coverage, right? To those people listening, one of the things I would say is, you know, there's a balance between what makes sense as you're growing and what risk you take. And this is something that I talk about with newer business owners. It's like, hey, let's get you covered for the basics that you have to have. And let's talk about the ancillary stuff that as you start making a profit, you really need to consider because as you get going and the wheels on the bus are really moving, you don't have, as, you still don't have as many resources. And some people listening might say, "Well, it's, you know, it's all related." In other words, a guy that writes a check for a million dollars of insurance a year and has twenty million in revenue, you know, but what are their profit margins? Probably they're going to throw off more profit dollars. They may have more of a um, a kitty to take a hit then say the mm-hmm. smaller the smaller mm-hmm. business mm-hmm. owner that's trying to get their first hundred grand or their first million there and they're now making a, a reasonable profit sneaking out and they're working really hard to do that um, and they don't protect themselves in a certain area and if something happens they're going to be out of business and, and so I urge people to think about that you know for all the re- the smaller business owners that have a few employees are getting started they they're, they're kind of Move, they're they're living their dream. They're working their, their behinds off to get there. Their their company is going to continue to grow as they get to certain milestones. It might be hey, you could really need this right now, but you have to have workers' comp and general liability. Take care of that first. But when we get to a certain milestone, you really need to start writing a check for this because here's the example. Since we're just off on the tangent of <laughs> of uh, liability, if there's a let's say you have 500 customers, everybody out there can do some quick math. And there's a breach, and you're required for two years to do credit monitoring and so forth. You pay for the credit the, monitoring yeah, for the, those five the industry things. charge roughly is three hundred a file. Okay. <sighs> so three hundred file times five hundred clients, do the quick math and think about what that hit is to that small business owner immediately. And by the way, that's just monitoring for breach. That has nothing to do with the fact of liability if they do prove in fact they hmm. so one of those 500 people come after you because you've damaged their reputation their credit whatever it's now on you and you have liability on top of that i mean 300 times 500
1: 150,000
2: yeah right there mm-hmm. just for 500 clients to monitor for a couple of years you know the got numbers the get sta- you know and so if you're a business in your first 100 grand <laughs> in revenue on your way to the, your first million in right. revenue and you you're developing clients and you've got And it doesn't mean you have to take credit card data. I mean, you know, the laws now are, you know, if you've got name, address, phone number, zip code, these people on the black market can take that and match it with other data, and now they've got everything they need. You know, the standards are not high. So, again, education, discussing what's sensible for people, this is why I personally believe that having these discussions with clients and, and really working to educate them um, if they'll spend a little time and, you know, we just took a few minutes on this. It wasn't, you know, well, we didn't have you to know, do it over three hours. We, so.
0: we did spend almost an hour talking about this, which was, which was interesting because you never, you never know how are we are going to make insurance interesting. And it wasn't a baseball game and it wasn't a movie, but, but someone <laughs> did listen all the way to the end of the show. I I'm thinking, you know, we, we do the, at this part of the show, we, try to put a bow around this and give a title to the show. But one came to me, and I I usually give you first dibs, but um, I was thinking, it's like protecting your future. Hmm. What do you think?
2: I like that. I like that. Because it, it, it truly is not just about the here and now. Because the truth is, if you don't protect that, you can have events that will...
0: Well, you might pay for the rest of your life. Yeah, it'll take, it 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 it'll, down. it'll take so care it's protecting of your future, your future for you and, and, and not in a way that you that, want it Because you, to, you so. were talking about protecting your assets and all the things. like right. no, you know, it's like if you're going to be a grown up, right, because I'm thinking of, I, I, I talk to these people. They have really great ideas. Oh, I'm going to do this. I said, dude, l- yes, I love that. Now there's 99 other things, and Ray will tell you 62 and 84, but there's 99 other things. If you want to turn this into a product or a service as an adult, as a grown-up, you need to do that. And I'm sorry that part's not fun, but guess what? The real world is you need to do that, which is why I'm glad we had this conversation because you, it was it was interesting. I mean, I learned a lot. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate you. it. And Absolutely. Thanks for coming up. And, and uh, again, appreciate Tolman and Weicker's support of the show. It allows us to have these kinds of conversations. If someone wants to get a hold of you, how do they do that? Because they're like... Raise my guy. I got to talk to him. Well, probably
2: dialing me on my direct line at the office would be the easiest, which is 805 585 six, seven, two, two. That's my direct line. And
0: if they're not in the region, you guys do, you have clients all over the world. Don't sure. You? Yeah. I mean,
2: they could, you know, they can, they, I'm sure they can go to your website and see my name or my email yep. address. We'll have it and, in the show notes and feel free to shoot me an email. And, and that's a great way as well.
0: Obviously. Well, thank, th- thank you very much. Appreciate you my coming up. Thank it, you. Again, looking at the, it's all this stuff we don't always want to talk about, <laughs> but you know, it's, you know, you talk about it and it's like going, I like the analogy about the doctor. Like yeah, that was it's really, really like good hard, right yeah. like like hey where is it really <laughs> my dermatologist i went once he goes what's the worst looking thing you got on your body right now right you know it's just like he was like that he was He's that a hillbilly from, oh, a from totally, arkansas totally it <laughs> what was, was that kind of thing you got on your body <laughs> it's right like now. well uh god uh, this how's this my nose because yeah. the point
2: is somebody will go to that same dermatologist or a different dermatologist for five years before they expose that. And that's the thing that could be cancerous and they should have known about five years
0: ago. Exactly, exactly. Thank you so much. I also, again, want to thank California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman & Weicker Insurance Services and our podcasting partner, Pull String Press. I love having these conversations here. It's a a great place to do our work. If you're interested in partnering with us and helping us uh, spread the word and, and make this podcast even better, Send us a note to partner at 805connect.com. Patrick, so someone has stayed with us this whole time. Mm -hmm. They're fascinated. Right. How could they help the show?
1: Well, they can help the show by uh, rate, rate, review uh, per usual. Get everybody you know subscribed. Uh, Give them the gift this year of a new podcast to listen to. Ah. Uh, It's addictive listening for sure. Um, And I I would like to point out in the last – seconds that I have uh, that if you're at a networking event uh, and you're talking to other uh, startups or other business owners, uh, I think that probably one of the sexiest things you could ever say is, well, I just got done talking to my commercial insurance agent. (laughs) So try that line out next time you guys are uh, networking. Just just sneak it in there. Uh, You'll get a good laugh. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Because that that's a real legitimizer, I think.
0: Well, they would have listened to this, and they would have had eight or nine or sixty-two or eighty-four right, reasons, right. reasons to right. have that conversation. You can
1: say, "I heard it on eight hundred five conversations." Oh, I,
0: I, oh, there's our t-shirt. There you go, t-shirt <laughs> I, for the show. I, heard it on I love that. <laughs> you know, I would love to hear from you if you've got questions, you've got an idea for a guest. Um, that's um, I had one guy wrote he had four guest ideas. Oh, nice. All very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gonna be coming up on up upcoming shows. Excellent. Really interesting people that I, I that aren't in my orbit. And nice. that's that's how it works, as we hear from you. So you can drop me a line at Mark at 805Connect.com. And until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations.